Welcome to 10 Minute TechCom. Um, I'm the host, Ryan Weber, and I wanted to welcome our guest. Today we have Bart Leahy. He's a freelance technical communication consultant who writes proposals, instructional materials, marketing materials, reports, and social media content for multiple clients for aerospace, political, and healthcare fields. Previously, he's worked at Zero Point Frontiers and NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. Currently, he's based in Florida, and he also runs the blog HeroicTechnicalWriting.com and um, serves as the event manager for the Science Cheerleaders group. So go online and check that out. All right, welcome to the podcast today, Bart. What I really want to do is talk to you about your work as a freelancer and get some advice for people who want to be freelancers themselves. Um, so let's start the conversation with the question, how does a writer know if they're ready to start freelancing? I fell into this kind of accident because I got downsized. Okay. <laughs> and um, Circumstances outside of your control told oh, you you were ready. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, but I, I could just as easily have um, just gone after another job, which was the original intent. And uh, I was talking with uh, my dad, and he's like, yeah, you know, you haven't gotten a whole lot of loyalty from the uh, – uh, aerospace community in the past. Perhaps it's time you just went off on your own anyway, because I've been talking about it for years. And I mm. hadn't done it yet, and this it seemed, the timing was good for one thing for me. Okay. But as far as um, if I if I were generic, offering advice generically, it comes down to things like are how comfortable are you with your skills? Are you underemployed in your current job? You know, like I know I can do blah 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 and blah, and I'm only being asked to do blah. <laughs> uh, in the cycle of the job was, of my jobs has been such that sometimes I have a lot of capability and responsibility and sometimes I have one thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I usually I don't feel that crunch until I get shoved back into the smaller box. You know, I've been in this big box, I get to do all these cool things and all of a sudden we just want you to do this one thing again. Oh man, really? And I was starting to get unhappy with that and mm -hmm. say, you know, I really want to do be able to expand my capabilities and do a lot of things at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and be able to do different things for different customers. The big thing is, can you manage your quality and, uh, and deadlines without someone micromanaging you? You have to be self self directed, self you know, self motivating and uh, self disciplining. So that's a big thing. And then uh, the only other thing, I guess, are you ready to start freelancing? Are you ready? You know, do you want to make your own decisions about what kind of work you do, or do you want somebody else to be making those decisions? Mm -hmm. All right, great. So once you've decided that you want to start freelancing, what are some good strategies for generating clients? Oh, uh, well, I can tell you my client, <laughs> I've gotten clients from many different sources. Um, and it's been, I, I, I'd like to tell you I have a strategy. It, no. Um, <laughs> some of my customers found me and others I, I've pursued. I'll just give you some examples of some of the ways I've gotten customers okay. so far. One company, um, had, I had sent them my resume, and they ignored it for half a year, and then they emailed me out of the blue and said, hey, uh, you know, we could use a technical writer right now. So and, they, and so they had my resume. We did, we did the whole thing online remotely, and I've never actually been to their office or anything. So that can be done remotely, and it can be done if they already have seen your LinkedIn. They, they can talk to people. And refer get referrals. That's a big mm -hmm. thing. Can you get referrals? And yeah, they they were dealing with a NASA customer, and obviously had done plenty of work for NASA, and so they was like, well, who can we talk to? Well, you can talk to A, a B, and C. Okay, great. So they talked to A, B, and C. And said, oh yeah, we, can, we should hire him. So referrals are a big thing. LinkedIn was good. Um, I got one one of my customers came in through LinkedIn, 
it was through that broad network of I'm looking for somebody who can write for me. Oh, and he's in my network because he's a fellow space advocate. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. One of the things you talked about my blog. Um, one thing about that I've noticed about the blog that's really important. I got some great advice from a friend about this is to write about one topic that you're really, really interested and passionate about and focus on that one topic. Cause I have a personal blog, which is all over the place and it's movie reviews one day and it's, personal anecdotes the next so really it's not focused but if you have a focused blog you can be a little bit more concentrated and develop a reputation as a subject matter expert Mm -hmm. it gives you more of a professional persona to be focused in that way yeah and i one of my one of my customers that found me through the blog so we started communicating because i reviewed a book of hers I've written another blog, actually, because the book interested me so much that I wanted to write, expand on one of the ideas. So she's like, oh, you can do this. Perhaps you'd be interested in writing for us. She's got a consulting company. Like, well, okay, twist my arm. And the last one is just sometimes be willing to take a chance. I emailed a company out of Lube. They just started. It's a company out of uh, Seattle, and it's uh, focused on aerospace, new technologies. And um, and they were some smart people, some po- people with – well, people with money, but they're not – Hiring, uh, paying for technical writer at the moment, but they were working in, in, a, in con, you know, advancing high technology in aerospace, which is something obviously I'm passionate about. And I emailed them out of the blue. I said, "Look, you know, I, I, I saw you just started this company. Said that you, you're going to need help with technical documentation at some point, and I might be your guy." So that was taking a chance. That was a cold call. That was not my usual thing, but mostly I'm doing social media for them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and eventually, it might lead to work, paying work. We'll see. Good, good. Well, and you had chosen them because you shared a passion, um, and they you could get in on the ground floor of exactly. So it was a strategic cold call in that yes. sense. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so great. Those are some because of multiple strategies. Um, it really it, the the environment has become so diverse. You can have, you can try different things and see what works. A lot of it has been throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Once you get a client that's a paying client, how do you decide what to charge them? Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you this is uh, – I'm still winging it, still learning. But um, I started with my sal- the last salary I had. Okay. Uh, and then adding like uh, 30 to 50% uh, to the hourly rate because basically a lot of our benefits are invisible. We don't hmm. see them. We, don't, I mean, we get taxed on them, but we don't necessarily see them. Right. They, don't, they show up with a paycheck and we don't see the money. Uh, but things like health insurance or Social Security, things that we pay into. Right, retirement uh, and things like retirement, that. Retirement, yeah. right. Right, yeah, 401k, all that kind of stuff. You have to be able to have that kind of money over and above. you got to set money aside for taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> last June, I wrote my first check to the government on a quarterly basis. So that's another thing you got to be aware of. You've got to be paying ta- estimated ta- taxes quarterly. Okay, okay. So you take you, – you divided your salary up into our, an hourly rate – and, right. and added 30 to 50% for that. So you usually charge clients by the hour rather than by the project. Absolutely. Yeah, hourly works best for the type of work I do because I write a lot of things like reports and proposals and things that are pretty standardized, pretty commoditized products. So it's just a matter of how long is it going to take you to do this? Hmm, well, that might take me eight hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I could do a flat fee, but really um, hourly rate works best for me. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, so if you're looking, you know, salary.com is a great thing, especially if you're like me, shopping, uh, working in multiple markets, 
you can charge more in Washington, D.C. or Huntsville, for instance, if you're a technical writer, because there's a higher demand for the service. Got it. Okay. And a little bit more respect for the service, I would sure. say that. Sure, yeah. Uh, Orlando, Florida, I can't charge nearly as much because they go, what the heck's a technical writer? <laughs> and they're like, we're not going to pay that. So it really has been it, – it's been diverse. A okay. lot of – sometimes it's based on the – customer's ability to pay, but if they, you know, say, look, I ask somebody up front, look, can, you know, this is my hourly rate. Can you pay that? Can you afford that? Well, <laughs> so sometimes negotiation occurs. Sure, sure. And then lastly, do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for struggling freelancers or people who are just getting started? Sure. Uh, keep pushing yourself. Just be also be business smart. Make sure you're minding your income and outgo. Um, you got to eat. I think the big thing for me when I was putting this, my thoughts together on this was understand that there's a carrot and a stick involved with, with being a freelancer, and that is the carrot being what, what kind of life do you want to lead, what kind of work do you want to do, what kind of person, customer, techn- sorry, technical writer do you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's the carrot. That's the, the way you achieve and say, okay, I want to do great things, and these are the kinds of things I want to do. And then on the, the stick is, okay, well, what happens if I, if I quit this freelance business and go back and take a steady job? Well, okay, you're going to get security, but you're also going to get all those things that hemmed you in, and the first that made you want to go, okay, I need to get out of here because I'm, I want freedom. Mm-hmm. So you lose your, you lose a lot more freedom. You lose your freedom a bit by taking a steady job. So if if you realize that I really like freedom and I really want to pursue the things that I want to do, then, you know, that's what you got to do. This is new to me. I mean, I was up until January, I was an employee, and I was quite comfortable in that role. This has been a learning and growing experience, and I'm glad I did it. And now I realize, yeah, no, I don't want to go back to a straight job. But it took me several months of struggling to, before I got to that point. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thanks so much for sharing your insight with us. Um, make sure to visit Bart's blog at HeroicTechnicalWriting.com. And uh, thanks again, Bart, for all your insight.